That was pathetic. That was but it my spiked. <laughs> you know what? Sure. I'll work it out. Hello, Club Kids. Welcome back to the Magic Winks Clubhouse, a podcast where two friends get together and recap every episode of the Italian Magical Girl series, Winks Club. I'm Brendan, Fairy of the Surging Sea. And I'm Tess, Fairy of the Rolling Stones. I'm sorry it's been so long since our last episode, but the world's gone crazy, and we're just out here trying to live in it. I've moved again. Today, we are watching... Season 2, Episode 11, Race Against Time. That is a direct translation of the Italian title. The original episode aired May 24th, 2005. The Four Kids dub title is Homesick and aired November 19th of 2005. It's almost Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's almost turkey turkey time. <laughs> I did put out a call for listener questions. I've been really bad about that. We've been really bad at being hosts of this podcast, frankly. Um, We've been on hiatus for four months. <laughs> yeah, a lot's happened since February. Come join the club. We are the Editor's note. In the time since the last episode was recorded, I have moved again. And Fate the Wink Saga Season 2 has arrived on Netflix. Back to your regularly scheduled show already in progress. Our episode begins in Professor Palladium's class the assignment of the day is magic lock picking. He demonstrates the incantation, which is different in both dubs, and asks Bloom... Hmm? I said, of course it is. And then asks Bloom to try. She, using her main character powers, um, successfully opens it, and he congratulates her. And Palladium also enforces the importance of proper pronunciation for incantations. I know what we're thinking of, and we're not gonna do it. <laughs> Demonstrating my mispronouncing the lockpicking smell. Smell? Doesn't smell like lockpicking in here. <laughs> Demonstrating my mispronouncing the lockpicking spell, and instead summoning a group of cats. Ah yes, summon nature's ally at fourth level. <laughs> I forgot that I wrote my magic for opening a lock as a pair of wrenches. <laughs> I've never seen someone pick a lock with their tongue before. <laughs> Flora is not paying attention to the lecture, however, because she's busy doodling Helia's name in her notebook. Ooh. Ew. <laughs> Ew. We get a fantasy sequence where he saves her from last week's manticore monster by himself, then sweeps her up and carries her to an altar dressed in wedding clothing. Palladium's the priest and snaps her back into attention and asks her to demonstrate the spell. She gets it entirely wrong. And instead, makes the previously conjured cats bigger. Felicitas Giganticus. Everyone laughs, and the scene transitions. Cut to a spooky laboratory that I think we've seen before. A few times. I think this is just, like, attached to Professor Wizgiz's classroom. And there is a mysterious hooded figure doing some uh, menacing chanting, but it's not that mysterious because it's Professor Avalon, and they totally show us his face. He looks like a Scooby-Doo villain. He kind of does. He acts like a Scooby-Doo villain this episode. (laughs) 
Uh, went for you stupid fairies and your dumb rabbit. I mean, isn't that the plot of the season? Kinda, yeah. I mean, that's the plot of every season. <laughs> uh, go away, Kiko. Uh, Avalon is like, you know, he's making a potion, but then instead of a potion, he makes a bunch of firefly lights that make <laughs> goo noises. Yeah, they do. They, they just make wet clicky sounds, so I don't know what is up with these fireflies. And then they go off to do a mysterious something or other. And on the other side of the wall that these mysterious something or other is, uh, we watch the goo lights go through a wall, and on the other side, uh, the winks are kind of having a casual conversation about their plans for the rest of the day, because I guess that was their last class. It's 10.30, classes are over. Pretty much. Go be free-range high school students and give us a show. <laughs> uh, Muse and Techna are going to go do homework. Bloom is going to work on her healing powers. Stella is working on that tan. And when the rest of them leave, Flora pulls Aisha to the side. And, of course, they end up talking about Flora's crush on Helia. <laughs> Flora doesn't want to talk to Helia directly. Even though Aisha tells her, you know, we could really avoid all this if you would just talk to him. But no, we can't have that. This is a children's show, and Flora is shy with a capital S. And asks Aisha to find out how Helia feels about her, which she will go about doing in a completely incredulous way. <laughs> and also offers to let uh, Aisha take temporary custody of Chatta, because Chatta's is good at getting people to talk. Uh, what the fuss? Interrogation, holding a light in Helia's face. All right, good fairy, bad pixie. I thought you said good fairy, dad pixie. <laughs> Chatter with a corncob pipe. <laughs> um, in four kids, it's not entirely different. Like they're still talking about their plans for the day. Uh, Stella is yelling like no one wants to go to the beach with her, and Musa offers to go with her. They're still, like, doing homework, and Bloom wants to go to the library to look at, quote, interesting spells. But the main difference here is that Aisha actively offers to snoop for Flora. Hmm. <laughs> interesting change. Oh, so you want me to snoop on him and see what's up? Could you? Of course! Of course I'll spy on him. I don't trust men. <laughs> and she's right not to. <laughs> Oh, God, men suck. Well, okay, I think Healy is fine. He's the exception, not the rule. Well, he's trans-masked, so the, the rules are different. <laughs> As evidenced by a scene later in the episode. Not the trans mask thing, just men being... <laughs> I was about to say. Um, <laughs> in the library, Bloom browses the stacks for books about healing magic. Uh, she nearly gives up until a book conveniently falls from a high shelf that is, of course... Exactly what she's looking for. Wow, this book wasn't painted on the background. It must be exactly what I'm looking for. In Four Kids, it's like the spells of the spherical planets or something. As opposed to the spell of the cuboid planet where Roly Poly Obelis neighbors are from. <laughs> oh, a deep cut. So Bloom goes to check the book out, and we see Avalon in his mysterious robe, peeking out from behind the bookshelf and giving a <laughs> Because, of course, he's a Scooby-Doo villain this episode. So out in the courtyard, the Pixies are engaged in... You understand sports, right? Can you tell me what sport this is? 
what I called roller derby. But Brendan wrote down, looks like some sort of sport that's hockey and rugby with obstacles. It, it's the board game Mousetrap. <laughs> there's like Double Dare Wipeout field obstacles. Like, like there's a hedge maze and a pool <laughs> of water that you have to vault over. I feel like they just like retrofit, like put the goals on two opposite sides. Because the hedge mage, the hedge mage? The hedge maze shows up later in the episode. Anyway, Chatter falls into a water hazard, which is hilarious, and drops the ball, which Digit picks up and races off with. Toon and Amore go in hot pursuit, so Chatter is left alone as she recovers. The mysterious light orbs show again and seem to put some sort of spell on Chatter, making her pass out. What you didn't write down was that they just ram into them. Yeah, just full force. So Laquette and Digit, who are apparently on the same team, have reached the hedge maze portion of the game. And they're relying on Laquette's power over pathways to get through the maze, completely forgetting the fact that they can fly. Well, I think it beats the spirit of the game if you fly over the hedge maze. Let me have this. So Toon gets separated and taken out by the lights. The remaining three pixies zoom down a hallway... And Amore gets taken out from behind without Digit or Lockett noticing. Digit and Lockett race towards the goal, and Digit throws the ball into the goal basket hole in the ground. Is this golf now? But the ball bounces out. Because Piff was in there. Why are you in there? No, she's a baby. <laughs> she's baby. <laughs> I was just about to say, she's baby. Digit lays into Piff about how the rules clearly state that you cannot sleep in the goal hole. Re- real quick. Um, when they get to the goal hole, it says goal on the bu- on the floor with two O's. Goal. And an exclamation mark. You can't sleep in the goal hole unless you play the troll hole. Boo. Okay, fair. And in four kids, they actually fix it by taking one of the O's out. Huh. <laughs> what a weird thing to fix. Yeah, but this show is rife with animation errors on the reg. And that's what you chose to fix. So yeah, okay. So Digit lays into Piff, but the rules clearly state that they cannot sleep in the goal hole. But then Lockett realizes that the others aren't with them. The mysterious lights show up again and knock out Lockett and Digit, but... Piff gets... Oh no, Piff gets got... It, she didn't initially. It flew over the goal hole and then it slam dunked her. Basically, all the pixies are knocked out at this point. Piff is just still asleep. Later that night, Bloom is taking notes from the healing book and attempts to use an incantation on a nearby houseplant, but ends up killing it instead. Oh no! Uh, Stella opens the door to Flora and Bloom's room and asks if Bloom has seen Amore, since the pixies have been missing ever since they went to go play Bamboozle Ball a few hours ago. That was also changed in four kids. I didn't write it down because it was stupid and long. I like Bamboozle Ball as a fake sport name. I do too. It's it's called that because you can't understand the rules. <laughs> it's Calvin Ball. Exactly. Um, I think it, it was something like, it was not this, but to me it sounded like, Bitty bitty bomba ball. Like, it was just long and stupid. <laughs> bitty bitty bomba ball. <laughs> ah. 
So the Winks go to look for the Pixies out on the Bamboozle Ball Court. Field. Arena. Rink. Quarry. No, that's Tokusatsu. <laughs> so, uh, Lockett wakes up on the Bamboozle Ball field and mutters that they have that she has to go back to Pixie Village, which is Dark Horse plan for the episode. Uh, because he's shown spying on the Pixies as they, like, start going to Pixie Village in a trance state. Leap to our doom! Get caught by Bloom. <laughs> uh, uh, Bloom tries to call for the Pixies because the Winks see them, like, flutter over one of the nearby walls. And uh, Aisha suggests that they go catch those Pixies. What a concept. Thank you, Aisha. (laughs) At least it wasn't Tecna saying it to prove that she's the smart one. (laughs) We briefly transition to Red Fountain, where Timmy finds out that Tecna had blocked him. Um, In Four Kids, this this is the first part of the episode. Oh, they moved this scene to the beginning? They moved this scene to the beginning. Um, Red Fountain... Looks like a lightsaber hilt. It looks like an umbrella. It looks like a mushroom. (laughs) It looks bad. I don't like it. I like the sandcastle more. (laughs) Um, so it looks like here Timmy, um, was blocked from accessing Techno's, like, files or, like, server or something. In four kids, Timmy, Timmy was blocked from sending her an IM. Well, that makes a little bit more sense. Uh, Brandon provides some advice that isn't really advice about girls being indecisive um, while he's doing karate moves. And I'm like, are you five? He's working out. He's getting swole Um, for Stella. And I wrote down that Brandon is worse here, and I honest to God can't remember why. I mean, first of all, Brandon would absolutely, like, Brandon and Stella are Margot Robbie and Ryan whoever in the Barbie movie thing where they're wearing matching skate gear. Like, that's just It's Brandon Ryan and... Reynolds, you f- Is it? Yeah. I thought it was Ryan Gosling. I'm pretty sure it's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> okay, uh, hold on one second. Mid-episode Google. Come join the club. We are the race. They look suspiciously similar. Oh, uh, they're both named Ryan and they both have the same jawline. But yeah, that like the the leaked onset image of them roller skating where the lady looks like she has her whole ass Bucci out, but it's just a nude colored swimsuit. Um, that's that's Brandon and Stella, like on a regular day. They're that couple. Yeah. Anyway, girls being indecisive and you can't tell what they're going to do while Brandon does flips and karate moves. But Timmy correctly guesses that Tecna's disappointed in him for the trick situation. Which I really want to know what she thought he was supposed to do there, considering he was the last specialist standing. Sky was dead at the time. <laughs> and Icy could end him with a whisper. Icy could end him with a mean glare. Yeah. A click of her shoe. <laughs> Just blows about like a candle. I see is a mythic boss. 
watch and I love her. <laughs> Brandon reassures Timmy that he's a hero because he goes to Red Fountain, which, pause, Riven, unpause. He just hasn't had the chance to show Tecna and then proves why he's dating Stella by basically offering to give Timmy a makeover. He give, offers to give Timmy a dude makeover. Just buff up your hair, change your outfit. Have you thought about getting contacts? And Timmy says no. And Brandon goes to um, uh, ignore his wishes. Yeah, goes to get some hair gel. I forget where this comes in in the episode because this scene was not in the original. This was in four kids. They pulled the scene from nowhere. Because in four kids, uh, Brandon was like, just get her a debt. Like, get her a gift. I heard girls like flowers. And Timmy and Tecna, like, Timmy invites Tecna out to, like, I guess lunch or something in uh, downtown Magicville. Oh, they actually, like, show a date between Timmy and Tecna? Well, as much of a date as they can be, because they're on opposite sides of a giant round table. So, Timmy, I guess, being a guy, dude, nerd man, is like, well, Tecna's not gonna want flowers, let me get her something for her computer. Let me get her a bouquet, but it's all ram sticks. That would be kind of adorable, but okay. So, Timmy's like, I got you something. And Tecna's like, oh, you shouldn't have. And then he pulls out what looks like a long, weird key, which could possibly be a ram stick. I don't know. And he says, it's a heat sink for your computer. It's upgraded with the latest software. That's not what a heat sink does. Heat sinks have nothing to do with the software of the computer. They take heat from a hot running part, like the GPU or CPU, and help dissipate it so your computer doesn't melt. So, uh, I'm mad. And then Techna's like, oh, thank you. But this isn't compatible with my OS. What do you mean it's not compatible with your OS? A heat sink is the most compatible thing in the computer. <sighs> it's it's literally a piece of hardware. You put it on top of something and it works. Hmm. So, uh, th this made me have to pause four kids for like three minutes because I was so mad. Then Timmy tries to save face and tells Tecna that he found a way to get music on his personal, on his PDA. And Tecna's mad. She's like, listen to me. Call me again when you're ready to talk about us. And then she leaves. She keeps the heat sink, though. So that was just a scene from God knows where. I just wanted to bring it up because I got very mad at it. <laughs> um... I am I am I am on the Winx wiki right now. <laughs> and it does not seem to say where that came from. Like it doesn't give a source episode for that footage. Did four kids commission a scene? I don't think they have that money. We'll find out later in the season. Yeah, we're gonna go. Oh, hey, there's that. There's that weird cafe date. Since I went on that tangent, why don't you take this nice thing? 
uh, just outside of Alfia, the Winks have managed to flag the Pixies down, and they are, you know, they're doing the leap to our doom thing about getting back <laughs> to Pixie Village. Uh, but when Aisha asks why they want to go to Pixie Village, Digit says, because. Uh, Stella and Tecna try and get uh, Digit and Amore back to their senses, but whatever spell Darkar has on them uh, causes them to just scatter and ignore the wings. <laughs> Scramble the fairies! I was just about to say scramble the fairies. <laughs> uh, the winks transform and give chase. Uh, Flora gets chatta and some vines. Stella finds Amore hiding behind a log. Bloom flies over the hedge maze as a uh, lockat tries to fly through the hedge maze. <sighs> We're not paying bamboozle ball anymore, Flockat. You can fly. Uh, Musa and Tecna, fine tune and digit. Naisha walks the three feet to the left. She needs to pick up the sleeping Piff. <laughs> and then they shove the pixies in a dollhouse. It would have been funny if it was a rabbit hutch. It's like a pack and play for inf- for like toddlers, but it's a like it's a playset. It's literally like this is where you put the pixie dolls when you collect all of the pixie dolls, and you've bought our playsets and toys. Ha. <laughs> You know what I mean? It looks like a carrying case for the dolls. It does. And they take them to go talk to Farragonda. <sighs> no, they don't take the pixies with them. That's actually very important. They shove them in the they... dollhouse and they put the dollhouse somewhere else. <laughs> the dollhouse is in a damn shed on the other side of the campus. Like, <laughs> why are they not in their dorm? They they shove the they shove the pixies and make out in the make out spot. Yeah, under the bleachers. In the woods behind the school, where there's that place called the pit, where all the seniors go to smoke and screw. That the principal knows about and has to say over the loudspeakers, "If we catch you out there, uh, there'll be disciplinary consequences." This is a thing at my school. There was like a depression in the woods where people would go to smoke. I just have regular depression in the woods. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, my school had something worse happen, so I'm not going to say. So Farragonda diagnoses the Pixies as being under the effects of a homesickness spell, which makes them obsessively want to return to the Pixie Village, and correctly concludes that Darkar is behind it. Because who else could be behind it this year? Tecna asks why Darkar would even want the Pixies, and Bloom brings up what happened with the specialist at Red Fountain last episode as being potentially linked. Looks to camera like I'm on The Office. Yeah. All right. All right, Farragonda. Time to fess up. Farragonda explains that she and Headmaster Saladin have worked out that Darkar is after the four quadrants of a relic called the Codex, which she specifically says she does not know what it does. And if he achieves that goal, there will be disastrous consequences. He is so interested in the Pixies because one of the fragments is held in Pixie Village. He's already claimed the fragment for Red Fountain. And the final two are located in, where else, Althea and Cloud Tower. Real quick, we made a joke last episode about how part of the Codex looks like a football, right? Yes. Did it look suspiciously like the thing that the Pixies were playing with this episode? I think that's just because it was a football. 
<laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. If the quadrants all look like a football, do the pixies just have the? What does it look like when you put four footballs together? <laughs> it looks like you put four footballs together. <laughs> do you like put them end to end in a square? It looks like the Zeo crystal from Power Rangers. Is a bunch of shapes put together. I can accept that. Farragonda has also come up with a solution to break the spell on the pixies that will rely on Bloom's convenient new healing powers. And by healing powers, we mean she read a book. By healing powers, we mean she can resurrect the dead, but not much before that. <laughs> by healing powers, we mean we saw it last episode. Uh, back at Red Fountain, Aisha does some light breaking and entering to get into Helia's room. Aisha, I don't think this is what Flora meant. No, I thought I, I thought we were going to have a really fun scene where Aisha has an incredibly awkward conversation with Helia. I would have loved that. Hey, Helia! Aisha, what are you doing here? Nothing! This is my school. <laughs> don't mind me. Uh, she finds a first draft of a disgustingly sappy poem that he's written on his desk. And he got there's... notes from Marie for Persona 4 Golden. Uh, well, she has an excuse for her poems being bad. <laughs> he doesn't. Um, it's like the the whole crux of it, like the final line, line is what more like uh, what fairer than fauna, but and then stops because, you know. Florence. Writer's block. In four kids, it just rhymes. Of course. There's no extended metaphor. What did they rhyme with Flora? <laughs> I could have a crush on a girl named Laura, but instead <laughs> they I've make chosen that joke you. at the end. Let me I kinda wanna double check real quick. Sorry, I drank my my drink too fast. Your love makes me feel like I've been dosed with Clora. A few seconds later. Aura. Ah. It's also just four lines, Helia. Two two rhyming couplets. And you know the sad thing is, like, her voice is the sound of windswept trees actually could be the start to something pretty decent. And then it just falls to pieces. <laughs> Helia, you suck. Anyway, I mean, you're uh, great, but you suck. Uh, anyway, uh, Aisha gets startled because she hears a noise. So she jumps out the window and flies away as uh, Helia walks back into his room. And doesn't seem to notice that anything is missing. Or has been disturbed. Breaking and entering into someone's that room. Well. How many rooms did you think she broke into before she got to the right one? She just looked for an open window. <laughs> no, no, no. Whoa, hi, boys. Sorry about that. No, no. <laughs> anyway, well, that joke lays flatter than a pancake. I'll keep going. <laughs> uh, Bloom is still studying that uh, book of healing spells, and she tries to resurrect the plant that she killed earlier, but instead it gets turned into a monster. Uh, and she bashes it to death with the book <laughs> and realizes that this book 
all of the spells do kind of the opposite of what they're supposed to. So there's clearly something wrong with it. I'm curious as to what Flora will think of this when she gets back to her room. There's a dead plant monster on the ground. Chlorophyll everywhere. Outside with the pixies, Piff wails from being homesick, which is interrupted when the door to the shed where they're being held is open. Avalon appears, still in his spooky surreptitious robes that he's been wearing all episode, and menacingly approaches the dollhouse holding the pixies, with two shadow monsters on standby. One of them is not a model of shadow monster that we've seen before. <laughs> it's the latest model. Like, one is just Anguirus from Godzilla. Like, <laughs> we've seen that one a few times. But the other one is like an isopod, but if an isopod had a dragon head and was covered in mouths. That's my new D&D character. Want to buy some mouths? <laughs> oh, want to buy some mouths? Gross, actually. Never mind. <laughs> What about some teeth? <laughs> transition to Farragonda's office. There's a lot of transitions in this damn episode. There's a lot of, like, cuts back and forth here. This is, like, fate, the Wink Saga level of cutting between related incidents. Bloom enters and hands Farragonda the book she's been practicing from. Farragonda drops the book like it burned her and asks where Bloom got it from. When Bloom replies, pies. When Bloom replies that she found it at the school library, Farragonda reveals that that book is not even part of the school's collection. How did you check it out? Did you just take it? That's not how libraries work. And it was most likely planted there as a trap. She pulls a different book from the shelf her office is in. She pulls a different book from the shelf in her office and hands it to Bloom, telling her to try this instead and check up with the pixies. Returning to the pixies. Uh, Avalon, Avalon breaks open the dollhouse and the pixies return their march to Pixie Village while uh, the shadow monsters track them. Aisha makes it back to Althea just in time for Muse to physically run into her at full speed. Meet you. Uh, <laughs> Aisha drops her books everywhere. Musa helps them pick them up and their eyes lock. Uh, Musa fills her in that the pixies have escaped. And they are joined by Stella, Tecna, and Flora. Stella asks Aisha where she's been and why she's transformed. But Aisha very subtly dodges the question by saying, we should find the pixies. That question is not asked in four kids. Uh, she also asks where Bloom is, but Bloom is busy studying the actual book of healing magic to learn how to break the spell on the pixies. <laughs> Meant read as... She opened the book and found the one page of it. She turned to the index. Those don't exist. So the pixies race to the woods, with Digit and Toon carrying Piff as she sleeps. They do a brief trade-off so that Amore and Lockett are carrying her instead, as they rush towards the village, which at this point, they're just in the woods. Unaware that Darkar's monsters are following them. The Winks aren't too far behind, though, and they're using Flora's ability to talk to plants to figure out which way the pixies went. There's a brief cut trip back to Bloom as she finds the spell that cures magically induced sorrow and longing and she runs up to join with the rest of the group. But she runs, by the way. She's not transformed at this point. No, she physically runs. <laughs> She's just running. 
In her stupid, stupid shoes. In her awful wedge sandals. <laughs> You're not supposed to run in those. You'll die. She's going to roll her ankle so bad. It's going to be Drag Race Season 14 all over again. Well, Stella can be your angle. Uh, the Pixies have stopped okay. at a clearing in the woods and are startled when they hear movement in the forest because Lockett feels like they're being tracked, which they are. But it's just the Winks who have finally tracked them down. Chada argues with them about going home, but before Aisha can say anything in response, they are interrupted by the Shadow Monster's Dark Arsent. Uh, the girls transform, giving us our second instance of stock footage this episode, and score up to fight the monsters. And uh, m the Pixies take advantage of that to flee towards Pixie Village. And as a note, Stella is consistently drawn without her bracelets this episode. Also, her hair ties are not properly colored either. They're just colored the same as the rest of her hair. But that goal typo... Uh, and to, to save you the trauma, uh, the girls manage to defeat the shadow monsters, but one of them explodes and covers them in slime. No! It pops like a zit, and uh, they are not going to be able to fly after the pixies. Thankfully, Bloom arrives, transformed this time, but I think she was still panting like she ran there. She transformed like 15 feet away. And Tecna gives her a tracking pin so that they'll be able to track Bloom when she goes to find the Pixies. Flora gets a DM from the trees telling her the Pixies are almost to the village, so Bloom flies as fast as she can to catch up with them, and manages to get them just in time to break the homesickness spell. And the day is saved, thanks to the main character. Woo! The next day, Aisha reports her findings to Flora. And since it's pretty clear that Hilia is into her, she should just tell him how she feels. In Four Kids, Flora is told about the stupid double rhyming couplet. And she's like, but how do I know it's me? And Aisha's like, well, unless there's an Adora or a Laura or a Fabudora, it's probably you. I just like the name Fabulora or whatever it was. Unless there's an Adora. By the honor of Grayskull! She is a homo! <laughs> she is dating a cat alien. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> because she's a teenager, Flora still thinks it would be a bad idea. As someone with severe anxiety and a fear of rejection, I understand what you're about. But concedes that she should send him something. We briefly cut to Helia doing some weird light meditation in his room, and a nearby plant grows into some beautiful flowers. He smiles, and we catch a glimpse of Flora flying away from Red Fountain. <laughs> Meanwhile, Darkheart is not amused that his plan was foiled, and he gives an ominous warning that next time the Winks will not be so lucky. Bum, bum, bum. Spoiler alert, the next time the Winks are going to be so lucky. Ugh. So my best moment is gonna be Give me a second. I just completely d ignored doing it. Best moment is going to be Aisha leaping to the conclusion that she used to break and enter into Helios' room to get to her. That was funny. Um, 
uh, my best this episode is Bamboozle Ball. Ha! Um, my worst is uh, going to be Brandon. He's just kind of a tool today. I agree. I, I will also worst Brandon's behavior. Um, oh, jeez. Everyone was equally okay this episode. Oh, actually, my best of this episode is also uh, Bloom beating a monster with a book. Ha! Uh, my MVP is going to be Aisha for playing the middleman, even though she really doesn't need to. You know what? Sure. You go, Aisha. Four for you, Aisha. I also really love that we consistently call her Aisha, even when neither of the dubs we're watching do. That's, That's not her name. Her, <laughs> her name's not Layla. It's never been Layla. If you like what you heard today and would like to follow us on Twitter, even though we barely ever post there, which is, oops, uh, you can follow us at Magic Winks Pod. If you have anything you would like to email us about, maybe sponsorship deals, you can email us at magicwinksclubhouse at gmail.com. That is the name of this podcast at gmail.com. I want more teen drama in this show. The fairies are cool. I want more teen drama. <laughs> oh, uh, we had a Kiko sighting. First shot of the episode, Kiko's out sunbathing. Meeting adjourned. Open your eyes, open your mind. We are the Winks. Winks, if your hand is holding mine, we can fly through space and time. And together we'll be surfing winners. Winks, with a smile you can enchant. You light up our world. We'll fly the moonlit sky together. Okay, so we briefly transitioned for. Ugh. We briefly. <laughs> we beefily transition. <laughs>